Hello, people of purpose. Today's mentoring session focuses on the five steps to regain self-control of the chaos in your life. <laughs> what is control? Is it biblical? Do we have any examples to follow? These are just a few of the questions I hope will spark your curiosity so much that you will want to pray, pause, reflect, ask, and yield to the will of God. Remember the acronym from a few weeks ago? Ah, yes, it's showed up again. You're listening to Our Given Purpose, the podcast. I am Tori, your life coach and host. In this space, we use the Word of God as a corrective guide to gain clarity, organize our thoughts, and prepare our purpose within God's holy plan. I am a believer that God gave us everything we need to live fruitful, abundant lives. Our Lord didn't promise an uncomplicated life, but one of joyous connection to following His ways. Our Abba Father blesses us in a manner we cannot always comprehend. Our given purpose as a collective body within Christ is to encourage one another. We should have complete confidence in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to use us in a mighty way. While we faithfully walk towards the goal Christ set before us, we can be disciplined disciples. It starts with saying yes to Jesus and receiving the Holy Spirit's guidance to cultivate our very mindset to focus on things eternal. Grab your notebook, Bible, and bring a friend into this space, and let's enjoy the journey of walking with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Will you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you. We thank you for all who will hear a word from you. Increase our confidence, which has a great reward. Please help us to do your will and endure the trials that come with transformation. May we build one another up and extend grace to those we encounter. Lord, you are sufficient and your power is made perfect in our weaknesses. We know that for those who love you, Abba Father, all things work together for your good. We answer the call of your will right now and humbly submit to your divine direction. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. What is control? Is it biblical? Do we have any examples to follow? Let's dive in and open our hearts and minds to the adversary's suppression of truth and why it controls the outcome of our ecosystem. The difference between truth and honesty blows with the wind. It is an ever-evolving emotional trap door, depending on the individual's spiritual maturity and social development. While justice or honesty is subjective, the Word of God helps us clarify the best way to move forward. Love your neighbor as yourself, the second part of the greatest command given by Jesus. The question for us is, do we value the identity we have in Christ? 
If we can express love for him and express self-hatred for ourselves, how can we love properly? The idea of controlling our emotions, behaviors, and environments can rest within this question. What is maintaining influence or authority over me? To clarify what is controlling your thoughts, actions, and conversations, one needs to set a standard. Measure the performance of those involved, including yourself, and compare that performance to the standards. This is the scientific breakdown. You can Google this for yourself on the five ways to gain control. I have just listed the first three, which is to set standards, measure the performance, and compare that performance to the standards. Okay, it may sound a little sterile and void of compassion, but our Lord teaches us systems and draws prominent lines between right and wrong. It is the adversary, or in some cases, the seeds of low self-esteem and others that blurs the line and creates an undesirable gray area. Romans 1.18, Paul says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. If the truth of God's sovereignty is suppressed, one will set a lower standard and measure performance with a faulty scale. That is so prevalent in our world. We see the scale tipped in favor of those who look a certain way or come from more affluent backgrounds. That's just an example. But it also shows up in the body of Christ when leaders choose to lead from a quote-unquote friendly place and not teach through correction. That gray abyss appears when emotional standards are the measure. If you've read the book of Leviticus, you know how awful it was to read in chapter 10 that Aaron's sons were killed because they offered strange or illegitimate fire in the tabernacle. I bring this story up because God set a standard. He would not entertain the worship of those who knew better than enter into his holy presence with disrespect. I will quickly offer that many Bible scholars believe that since God instructed Aaron to offer the incense in the morning and twilight, Aaron avoided his responsibility. He was an accomplice to the killing of his sons. The other idea is that Nadab and Abihu, Aaron's sons, came at the wrong time to offer incense. In either case, God's wrath was swift. If our standard is to please the Lord and do His will, it is imperative that we set our standards accordingly and ask God for obedience to govern that which He has entrusted to us wisely. Okay, quick recap. Step one, set standards according to the character and will of God. Step two, measure the performance. 
Ask God for your responsibilities so that you can govern your days with love and fairness. Finally, step three, compare your performance to the standards of God. As you collect data, ask yourself, what do you have the power to change? The other way you can view your data is to define your role as a Christ follower. First, what would Jesus do in your situation? And second, what is your job description? Gaining clarity can be the simplest way to measure growth or identify the adversarial toxins. Let's move into our last two components. Let's organize and prepare by determining the reasons for deviations from the standards God set in place and ask him what corrective action is needed. Just as I pointed out Leviticus chapter 10 and God's immediate wrath, I must also include how God will use those who believe they are succeeding and even thriving outside his will. For believers, we know that God gave a measure of control to Satan to rule the world. We also know that we give credit to the adversary when he may have done nothing. Greed, self-satisfaction, or insecurity may play a role in determining the deviations from God's holy standard. How do we create order within a family, business, or organization? Well, we must absolutely, we need to pray for direction and listen to what the Lord says. By taking responsibility for our actions, by repenting, asking God for forgiveness, we can determine the reasons for the departures from his will. As my brother in Christ, Brian Sells, said last week in our conversation, we can't hold other people accountable until we hold ourselves accountable. I will link that conversation in the show notes if you haven't heard it yet. Prepare. Prepare to take corrective action and stand firm in your role, your God-given duty within your organization. The outcome may not be what you want, but it will give you peace and joy if it is of the Lord. I am a witness to God's great mercy. I often wonder if I'm doing the right thing, the love thing, if you will, when it feels like I'm disappointing or hurting those God entrusted to me. But dear people of purpose, please hear me when I say that some environments are designed to teach a lesson. The corrective action needed may be a softening of your heart and to lean not into your own understanding. Hallelujah. The way we see things in our human limitations can cloud the lesson our Lord wants us to experience through the Holy Spirit. How much am I like my ancestors? Have I taken something I was forbidden to touch? Am I blaming and creating a scapegoat because I don't want to be held accountable? Well, in the end, God will judge us as individuals. Ask God to help you determine the reason you deviated from his plan. Repent 
seek forgiveness, and pray for obedience to take action regarding your environment. We are given a spirit of love, power, and self-control. Use these to make your garden grow and produce abundant fruit for Christ our Lord. If you were taking notes, I will briefly recap. Number one, we have to set standards by the truth of the Word of God. Number two, we're going to then measure our performance by those standards. Number three, let's compare the performance to the standards. Do they measure up? Number four, determine the reasons for deviations. Why did you go against the grain? Are you rebelling against God? What questions do you need to ask yourself? And then that leads us into number five, to take corrective action. When we submit to the will of God and we ask him through the Holy Spirit to help us, he will. We can get in our own way by trying to solve our problems. If you have something that you cannot do on your own or within your own strength, or you've made a complete mess, allow God to turn that into a message. And don't be afraid or ashamed to admit you were wrong. I have been wrong on so many occasions, and I have had to stand before the Lord and ask for his forgiveness, and then turn and apologize and ask for the forgiveness of those I have led the wrong way. I am praying, dear brothers and sisters, that as Donald Barnhouse wrote, love that goes upward is worship. Love that goes outward is affection. Love that stoops down is grace. If you feel the rules keep changing, it's an emotional response to a broken system. In this life, we can learn to sway with the wind or trust God to be with us in the storm. Stand in the water with Jesus and don't let those being tossed to and fro by greed or deception entangle you. There is freedom with God and his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I hope you enjoyed Five Steps to Regain Self-Control on Our Given Purpose, the podcast. If you find value in this content, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Subscribe to Our Given Purpose and let your friends know you were here. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Our Given Purpose and at OGP underscore the podcast on Twitter. If you're looking for more ways to spend time with God within the fellowship of a community, join us on YouVersion and start the one-year Bible reading plan with us. It's not too late. Go ahead, start today. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you, Patreon contributors. We are so grateful for your support and those who have put tips in our tip jar. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you would like to contribute to this ministry and help us create these podcasts and mentoring sessions, please visit www.patreon.com backslash Our Given Purpose to become a monthly donor. Or again, drop a gift in our tip jar. We thank you for your sponsorship and look forward to growing this ministry with people of purpose just like you. Okay, we're at the end. You ready? 
The seeds are being sprinkled, y'all. Where are they falling? By the road, in shallow soil, in the thickets? Or will they find a home in good soil to flourish and produce a good work? What God has begun in you, he will complete. Have faith and be bold. Your thoughts are thinking, so make sure you see what they are saying, okay? To God be the glory. May he be with you. This is Tori of Our Given Purpose, the podcast. Go ahead and cue up another episode.